received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC Las Vegas Luke versus Rafael Dos Anjos edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. The podcast's 81st edition. As is customary, I wish to salute the faithful listeners who hopefully find reward in realizing bottom line profit from wagering on UFC bouts. That's what we do, and that's what we're about. Last week, three and two, plus 2.59 units on the year now. 63 and 63 win and loss plus 16.63 units that represents a 13 percent roi average win plus 122 these are acceptable numbers provided we continue to do the due diligence required to increase 16.63 incrementally each week for the remainder of the UFC calendar. Future positions we have holding, this is a broken record each week with the Covington-Edwards fight, but we hold Covington minus 110. We'll see what happens if those guys fight. In September, Alexa Grasso plus 195, still priced that way at DraftKings. We hold her, and I think that's a really excellent position. I love her against Shevchenko. We'll explain why then. Last, we hold a future to John Bones Jones. His fight isn't until October, I believe, against Stipe Miocic. We hold Jones plus 117. We'll find another way to add another unit to him because we'd like to have some Jones at plus money going into that fight by the time it goes off. So house is clean. Let's move right in to UFC Luque versus Rafael Dos Anjos, round one. Round one, prelims on the card. And this is a bantamweight bout, Damon Blackshear against Jose Johnson. Blackshear faces Johnson. Johnson, the third opponent to be filling in on short notice for Blackshear. It's great that the UFC bends over backwards to get these kids fights, but Blackshear was originally supposed to fight one man, then another, now they get Johnson. Interestingly enough, Jose Johnson, two inches taller than Blackshear, which is unusual. Blackshear's usually the taller man. I think uh, this fight represents a opportunity for Blackshear. He opened at 200, against Johnson plus 170. 
He's now plus 260 or better. Clearly money coming in on the Blackshear side. He just got done with a ground finish of Lacerda and has a loss before that win to Bashrat. That was his baptism into the UFC. The bottom line here is Blackshear is pretty accomplished on the ground rolling, and eight of Blackshear's 13 wins are via submission. That's very important here in a fight against Jose Johnson. Again, filling in on short notice, taller man, stepping well up in class. And oh, by the way, Johnson has seven losses on his record. Three of those are via submission. I think this is a really opportune setup that the UFC is serving Blackshear. And that's why Blackshear's price so out of line. However, round one, Blackshear via finish, and that's KO submission or DQ, one unit to win 1.2 units. He's plus 120. Round one, Damon Blackshear inside the distance, plus 120. Now we'll move right into round two. In round two, as well round three, we are active in fights where in each fight, one of the fighters missed weight by three and a half pounds, which is a lot. These weight classes, both fights, middleweight. And the first one, round two, is Josh Fremd against Jamie Pickett. Fremd, two inches taller, six years younger, comes in with some momentum. He just beat a guy named Dumas. And though that's a win, I'm not sure how much credit I can give him for that win. Prior to that, Alex Hernandez and Treshawn Gore pretty much had their way with him earlier in his career. He's been in there with Rod Greg Rodriguez, RoboCop. He's one and two in his last three. And he was almost the last guy to weigh in on the scale today, missing weight on 186 by three pounds weighing in at 189. Meanwhile, on the other side of the cage, you got Jamie Pickett, who's really struggled in his UFC career. He's lost his last three, one by KO, two by sub. He opens plus 160. They've been just betting friend like they got tomorrow's sports page. Pickett's now plus 280, 13 and nine in the UFC. But he knows, I watched these interviews this week. He's a focused fighter. He knows his back is against the wall. If he loses, he's probably gone. Friend entering off a win, but I don't know how much of a win it really is against a guy as desperate as Pickett. I believe Pickett plus 280 represents great value based on the fact that he's quite desperate fighting for his UFC career, and I'm not so convinced about Friend. Round two, Jamie Pickett, currently priced plus 280. Don't be in a hurry. This one could go up higher than that. We're going to put a half a unit Pickett plus 280. Now let's move into round three. Round three, the other middleweight bout where one of the participants missed weight. This one, three and a half pounds. And it was Tafan Chukwi. Chukwi been fighting at light heavyweight, 205 pounds, and he hasn't had much success. 
So he decides to drop from 205 to 85 to give himself advantage. He couldn't make weight. When he stepped on the scale, he was completely ripped. Unless he cut his hair, he couldn't lose another ounce, this guy. He was completely drained, walking slow. I think part of that was he was trying to be coy. But at the end of the day, he faces a wrestler in A.J. Dobson that's the actual legitimate 185er, and he's a wrestling-based 185er. Further, his past history has shown the ability to gas quickly, and he's taking a beating for that. And he should take a beating for that, but he knows his durability and his cardio are in question. That's where he's looked to improve. When you look at who he's fought, Jacob Malkoon, this dude's from Australia. He's a grappling horror. And yeah, he lost to him, but he's been in with him and took him three rounds in decision. And then after that, his last fight against Armin Petrosian, a world-class kickboxer, he took him to decision. No, no, no. Dobson's been in with better. He's the man that made weight. And Chukwi's the man that is compromised in this fight. This fight opened Pickham and Chukwi minus 110, Dobson minus 110. Now I'm looking at Dobson plus 125 and better. Round three, let's hope they let him fight. A.J. Dobson, one unit to win plus 125 or better. Now let's move right into round four. Round four, light heavyweight. Khalil Roundtree, Chris Daukas. This is really going to be an excellent fight. Roundtree enters, winner of his last three. Daukas enters, loser of his last three via finish. Roundtree opens minus 220. He is the legitimate 205 pounder. He's got tremendous power. He's explosive. He's a Muay Thai-based striker. So not only is he going to strike you with his hands, hit you with his elbows, but he's going to grab you from the neck, knee and the teeth, and he's also going to throw some spinning kicks, try and hit you right also upside the head. He's a violent, explosive fighter, but he can be uneven in his approach and inconsistent in his fighting. That's why the winner of last three is really an eyebrow raiser for Roundtree. Meanwhile, Daukas is moving down to 205 from heavyweight. In fact, in December, he weighed 246 pounds, and now 205. He weighed in on the scale, looked a lot better than he did at 246. I can tell you that. However, how much compromise will there, could there be for Daukas, really? who his price is Titan. Khalil 220, Daukas plus 185. Now Khalil sitting minus 175, Daukas plus 145. I tend to agree with that. If Daukas uses a semblance of fight IQ, he realizes that he's got to go after Roundtree and he's absolutely got to smother him like a wet blanket, hug him, dance with him, press him against the cage, get him to the ground. If Daukas uses IQ, he takes and tries to sap some of the energy out of Roundtree in the early rounds to get him late, where Daukas, the more accomplished grappler, has advantage. However, Roundtree, with that explosion and power, 
is looking for one thing. He's looking to expose Daucus's porcelain point. Daucus's chin is more fragile than your grandmother's porcelain figurines. And if Roundtree sneezes on Daucus, he goes out. I want to bet Daucus in this fight. I think he's the correct side, but the best advantage gambling-wise in round four is that this fight starts round two, minus 120. Now, that's a DraftKings offering, but it is available. And most of these parlays we're using and most of the menu I refer to is DraftKings. Round four, round three and Daucus. Fight starts round two, minus 120. We'll bet the full 120 to win one unit. Now let's move into round five. Round five, main event, Vicente Luque, Rafael Dos Anjos. Two experienced Brazilians, storied, proud, warriors. RDA, 37 years old though, most of his career at lightweight, 155. This fight's at 170. His record at 170, five and four. So we shouldn't look down our nose at him. In fact, he opened 150. Now he's still a minus 120 favorite. I'm not so sure I agree that he's the favorite side. That said, I view him undersized, but he's very, very well rounded. Though he's really excellent on the ground. He just completely assaulted Brian Barberina at welterweight in his last fight, took him down, took him out. However, I think that his effective ground game, especially lately as he's gotten older, is somewhat of a foil to cover the fact that he's not as deft a striker as he was when he's a younger man. Luque, on the other hand, a proud, reckless warrior. Great chin made out of granite. Tremendous power, tremendous durability. However, after his last fight, he was knocked unconscious after the fight had brain hemorrhaging. Luque has spent time not only recovering from the hemorrhaging, but taking the time to effectively be eligible to fight through the bells, whistles, and hoops that the UFC clearly made him jump through based on litigation. They're not going to get sued if something happens. So we believe Luque's ready to fight. I believe this fact about brain hemorrhaging has affected the price in this fight. Yeah, Luque's lost his last two, but he's, in a, he's been in against legitimate elite welterweight talent. Luque's 31. He's six years the younger man. He's going to be the larger man. I think he's, well, the more violent man and has surely capable ground game as the larger man to be able to compete with those años there in so much as he gets right up and puts it back on the feet where Luque holds advantage. Both these guys show heart, pride. They're professional. This is going to be an all-out war. Round five, two releases. The first is Luque is currently plus 100. That's a perfectly acceptable price to take right now. That said, I might hang around a little bit. If it goes to minus 105, I'll eat it because I'm hoping to get plus 105, maybe plus 110. 
I'm going to leave that up to you. But right now, Luke is a release plus 100. Don't let that good number get away as well. I love playing these parlays into the following week. Our second wager in this fight will be that the fight starts round three. That's currently priced minus 280. That's leg one of a parlay. And we're going to take that into next week's August 19th fight card where Marlon Vera fights Pedro Munoz. Vera's priced minus 180. The second position in round five is that that fight, Luque and RDA starts round three minus 280, parlayed with Marlon Vera minus 180. One unit returns 1.11 units. As well, we have Luque plus 100 or better for one unit. Now, fight enthusiasts, please keep in mind that we have five rounds of investment going in this card. We also have Hakeem, mean Hakeem Dawadu, in the co-main event of the evening. He's parlayed from last week into this week. Currently, Hakeem priced minus 230. Should Hakeem beat Cub Swanson, we will return Hakeem Duwadu plus 140. Thank you for listening this week. We're hoping to pick up another couple of units of profit, and we'll see you next week for UFC in Boston, where Aljo gets a chance to get his hands on Sugar Sean O'Malley. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck at the fight. into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finacaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Oh! Tomorrow's good that hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.